The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. From from Miami, Florida, uh, we're just some childless millennials with dogs who yep. enjoy our, each other's company greatly. Yep, and today we're enjoying each other's companies in Bada de Casas. We are. We're in matching Bada de Casas. Well, no, they're not the same Bada de Casa, but similar style. Yeah. We both actually went out in public for a second dressed like this. We both looked like little Cuban cult members. Yep, 100%. And then you just had Gabe, like, looming over us, which basically just kind of looked like we were a throuple. Oh, yeah. No, it's like he's, you know, the leader of our cult, mm-hmm. and we are the sister wives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that happened, too, and and uh, we're just happy y'all are here. How are, how, how, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been enjoying the lovely water that we've been having. Okay, Layla. Well, what she just like. Um, I had a wonderful long weekend slash Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of barbecue and pools and just seeing people I hadn't seen in a minute. So that was nice. How was yours? How are you? I'm good. That all sounded lovely, by the way. Um, our Memorial Day weekend was really was very chill. We went to, we went out in, in into the Publix. Nice. Not the Publix uh, supermarket, but in the <laughs> public. Uh, we went to we we had lunch at Boca's house. No, Boca's Grill. At grill the uh-huh. the one in Doral. Yeah, we went there for the first time and we ate tremendo platter of meat. My was it goodness. good? It it was. It was okay. good. It was good. Um, we both had wanted to go there for a while. They're famous for those shakes with the mm-hmm. thing on it. We didn't actually. We didn't have the shake with the thing. On it. <laughs> I was like that was the one thing we were like, oh, we should go. But by the time we finished our meat, we were like, eh, you know what, it's fine. And then we uh, and we watched a lot of movies. We've okay. watched a ton of movies. We watched Army of the Dead on Netflix. How'd you like it? Because we saw it. Yo, such a good movie. It was really good. <laughs> such a good okay. movie. Okay, this thing that happens to me with all of Zack Snyder films is that it always feels like it's a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And it did feel that. I felt like there yeah. was a moment where I was like, this movie should have ended like 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But it was so fun. So much fun. It was even it was made even more fun because you watch it to see like how they blended Tig Nataro into this movie. Yep. And I was watching an interview. Uh, so if you don't know, Tig Nataro is a is a comedian mm-hmm. who uh, uh, replaced uh, Chris Dahlia, 
who was originally cast and shot the whole movie and was uh, taken off the film at the last minute because of all of these like allegations of sexual um, mm-hmm. assault and, and, and pedophilia. Yeah. yeah, you know they they wanted to save their film, so they spent like an extra five million dollars mm-hmm. on deleting him literally yep. with like the eraser function <laughs> from paint from paint <laughs> and like. Tig Notaro came in and shot the whole film on green screen. Yeah. And, um... She looks so hot. She looks so great. She did a fantastic job. Um, and yes, she came off very sexy. Oh my god. She came off so sexy. And, uh, and I, I was laughing today. I was watching, um, Stephen, like a, like a Stephen Colbert interview with her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was talking about, like, oh, you know, like, how was it to shoot in front of a green screen? Like, did you really, like, meet no one? And she's like, yeah, I met no one. I think they, <laughs> they flew in Anna, mm-hmm. right, uh, to do a scene with me where she walked me from a stairwell and off, like, from the stairwell off. And that's it. And he's like, so you haven't met Dave Batista? She's like, I have not met Dave Batista. I haven't met him. Oh, I'm going to watch that. Oh, it was so funny. And uh, so Army of the Dead, I, I mean, I, I'm not like, I haven't watched like every zombie thing that's ever been, but Gabe loves them. And this was such a good time. Yeah, I have to say I have grown tired of zombie anything. Like it's why I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Um, but this was like this was like a, a fun new take on on this genre that's like been what is it a they're like beating a dead horse. hundred percent. Um the action film, like the action pieces, great. The soundtrack was so good. So good. So good. Like every once in a while Gabe and I would look at each other and we we're like, yo, Netflix money. <laughs> but every single Zack Snyder film has a good soundtrack. Okay. I have yet to, like, sit through one of his films and feel like this is the shittiest soundtrack I've ever heard. It made me actually contemplate whether I should just bite the bullet and watch the Justice League. Just cut it up. I really want to now because this Army of the Dead was such a good time. Yeah. Um, But, so, yeah, we watched that. I also, I just went on, like, a movie marathon. I watched Death Becomes Her. Yes, yes, you did. You watched The Butcher's Wife? I watched The Butcher's Wife. Okay, that movie was, like, that is an Aquarius film (laughs) with, like, a Pisces child, like, through and through. Yeah. It was... It felt like a fever dream at some points for me. Oh, a million percent. It's it's an absurd everything. Like, The Butcher's Wife is like a movie from like eight, 1982, three, with a very blonde Demi Moore. Yeah. Um, uh, playing a clairvoyant, like... Southern woman? Like, I, like Southern Island, kind of. Like, I mean, what, like, like maybe from like... I think that she's like from North Carolina or something like that. She is, but she's all, but she's from like some like uh, some seaside version oh, yeah. with like a lighthouse or whatever and barefoot hippie like I see into the future though and then like uh it's about a clairvoyant who is looking for her her love and like gets led to marry a butcher from New York who mm-hmm. like comes up comes up comes up on shore and like whatever 
the description of the movie the reason i watched it was because in so jeff daniels is in, it has a yeah. great cast francis mcdormand is in it she's in it as well um i forgot the name of this other woman the woman who plays robin i forgot but she's in a bunch of other films too yes <sighs> yeah it was it was like oh and um mary steinberger is in it yeah uh, it's just it's just such a great film, and if you haven't watched it, like, do yourself a favor. It's like a really nice feel good. But the reason I started watching it was because the summary for it was like, clairvoyant, always looking for love, gets everybody else's love right, but when it comes to her own, she's a block and a half wrong or something like that, or a block uh-huh. and a half off. And I was like, that's awesome, and I had to watch it, and it made me feel great. It's a really great. Like, ah, mm-hmm. it definitely made me feel good. And it was funny because, like, no one knew what movie this was. <laughs> Except for you, really. You're the only person who knew <laughs> that it was Butcher's Wife. To be fair, it's because I watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then we also, we just watched a lot of shit. We watched the Spongebob movie. How was it? Really good. Yeah. And, and, like... Full disclosure, yes, I used to, I worked for Nickelodeon Hotels and Family mm-hmm. Suites, you know, and I, I worked improv and all that. And I worked there in the early 2000s where Spongebob was really big. I not watched much Spongebob in my life, really. I'm not, I'm not, I pretended for my job, but I never watched it. Um, and, uh, and I don't know why we came across watching it. Uh, I think it was because I, I wanted to watch... I wanted to try the, I wanted to see the new season of the Rugrats, so I okay. watched an, like an episode, and it was okay. It's pretty cute. And then I saw it there, and I was like, "Oh my god, we could watch the SpongeBob movie!" Sorry, I'm having okay, sir. Oh my god, um, it was so fun. You yeah. need to watch it. Okay, you need. It's just like what I. Is it on Paramount? It's on Paramount. Yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, I, I mean I'm married to, like, a Spongebob fan, mm-hmm. and he was very pleased, but okay. I thought it was hysterical, and Keanu Reeves is in it, and he's in it a lot. Okay. Like, good. he's a big part of the movie, I love him. but he's a tumbleweed. Aww. He's a, like, a, no, like, it's his actual head in a tumbleweed. Oh, stop. And his name is Sage. It's so good. Okay. Great time. Um, and then the last thing we watched was, uh, we went, we went into a movie theater and we watched A Quiet Place too. How was that? The theater experience. The, the theater experience was fine. It was the first time we'd been in a theater since, I mean, uh, 2019, I guess. No, not even. 20, February 2020. Um... Since the uh, Impractical Jokers movie. <laughs> and it was fine. I mean, the, the theater uh, was fairly empty. Not empty, but, you know, there were people there because it, it was literally Memorial yeah. Day. Um, it was a little off-putting because we... So we sat in the... So our seats were, like... Like, they're not doing the thing where they're, like, distancing you on purpose mm-hmm. as much, but kind of. And there was a gentleman who was sitting, like, a chair next to us who was just, like, a, like just vocal mm-hmm. all the time. So when 
so like for example it during previews you see like the they have a they have the top gun sequel up oh, as nice. a preview okay. and the guy is so happy during that top gun sequel sequence that he's like commenting to his companion or like his wife and i just like lean over to gabe and i'm like i hate this guy if this guy's talking through the movie, we're just fucking dipping. We're just gonna get our fucking refund. We're going home. Like, not for a quiet place. Not, don't ruin my movie watching experience. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then the beginning of the movie starts and he does start commenting. Mm-hmm. Gabe actually insists, he insists for me to move. So I move to his other side. And,. And he actually started shushing the guy, like, hard, you know, because Gabe siempre quiere ser fuerte. And the guy literally was like, what, really? Yes. And Gabe was like, yeah. And then I looked at him, and I said, it's called a quiet place, asshole. And I was like, who am I? We're in our 30s, Ashley, and we haven't, like, I, you know, I kept thinking about, like, man, what if I go watch a movie and, like, I'm in that situation Am I going to be forgiving? Because you know, before, I was not forgiving. No. I have told off many a people in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, probably I would stay the same because I don't care that you lost all social ability- abilities in this last year. Like, just have some decency. If you think you're going to be on the phone the whole time, just don't come to the theater. Like, mm-hmm. if you think you're going to be, like, if you know you're going to be loud and obnoxious, just don't come to the theater. Because I am going to shush you. So I'm glad that you did. Yeah. But let me tell you, there were a lot of people, like, more than usual, who were on their phones watching the movie. It's it's just an interesting dynamic. You know, we all have spent the last year watching films at home, and yeah. we can be Half on our phones. Attention. Yeah, so it's hard to get into a rhythm where you aren't you. distracting yourself constantly. So I get it, but it was, it was distracting-ish. But the movie was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And yeah. if you are willing to go to a theater to watch it, it's worth going to a theater to watch mm-hmm. it. Because, like, even with that one guy, like, I feel that in the beginning of the movie, it, it this doesn't give anything away because it's all in the previews, but the beginning of the movie is, like, the before mm-hmm. things happen. So there's sound and stuff. Not a lot, but there's sound. Um, and that, and the moment that it goes quiet in that, in that sequence, mm-hmm. everyone, shh. Like, shut the fuck up. Every single person in the theater was just, like, slow to grab whatever <laughs> cookie or whatever they're eating. Like, it was... the. It's just such a cool experience to share with others. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll check it out. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You I, really, I, wanna, I really want to see it. I really liked the first one. I thought that it was very clever. Um, and that they did a great job. So I imagine that the second part will only be better. It was surprisingly good, and, like, I, I don't want to, like, over-boast on, like, a lot of people are, like, it, it, in some ways is even better than the first one. Um, I think that it's on par with yeah. the first one. I think they did a great job of creating a continuation of the same, like, emotional journey mm-hmm. that was still fresh and cool. Um and gripping my okay. god there were so many moments where like there's a lot of great jump scares and oh right, it was so yeah. good you see a lot of aliens too this one you actually can really see aliens um okay so fun i'm excited yeah and then next weekend we have uh 
in the heights. I'm so ready. My I'm, God. I'm hot. Like, I'm on it for those Thursday night <clears throat> tickets. Because I'm going on Thursday night. Like, we're going Thursday. Oh. I don't care if it's at midnight again. We, I, I, we're going on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is going to be so... I'm going to cry in that theater. I'm going to wear, like, gonna... eight types of hoops. <laughs> just, like, line them all up. I just want to, like, dance in the aisles, but, like, respectfully. You imagine we're, like, in a boring-ass theater with other people. I would hate it if other people were in there and they're like, shh, for that movie, no. For that movie, we sing, we dance. It's the one time where a whole-ass production is about Caribbean Hispanics. <laughs> we don't get many of these. This is the one, basically. <laughs> like, I'm going to have my moment. Oh, God, it's going to be so good. <sighs> I know. Yeah, well, I watched a lot of Veep. You verped and while well, you Veep. I, yes, I watched a lot of Veep. I finished it today. <laughs> that was amazing. A wonderful ride. I know now why she has won every Golden Globe and Emmy for like the past seven years. Right? Don't you sit there and you're like, Damn, you earned so hard. You earned so hard. <clears throat> it was so fun. Tony Hale is so funny. Brilliant. He's brilliant. And such a good, like, compliment to each other. Like, they... But honestly, the whole cast just carried such great weight in the ensemble that, like... But Tony Hale is just... He's on another level. And it makes all of those speeches, like, all of their, their, um, yep. oh, my God, even funnier. I, so the one, like, running gag that I fucking love and I laugh the moment he comes out mm. is Jonah's uncle <laughs> yeah. with that shriek laugh that he has. <laughs> and that's always how he enters a room and I'm always, like, startled because I'm not ready for it. He's so... Funny. Oh my god. I can't and then when you're watching the bloopers and like the things that he says that like they don't that don't make it on the show, I'm like, how how is how can someone be this funny? Oh he's so, and he's like four feet tall. But it's also hard to tell because that because Jonah's like eight feet tall. Jonah's the tallest man in America. Like that's not normal. I laughed I laughed so hard. Oh my god. I'm probably gonna like rewatch it in like two months. It's worth it. It's so worth. I I'm I want to because I know there were episodes that I would fall asleep and then like I would ha- I would see that a bunch of episodes had gone by and I would have to like backtrack yeah. to where I was and but it's so oh I know oh my god so good yeah so good and then we both watched this weekend Master of None yeah oh like a four year hiatus and let me say. Like, thank you, Aziz Ansari, or, look, it's been hard to forgive Aziz Ansari, right? Because, you know, with everything that happened, like, at the, it happened at the height of the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's been hard to, you know, and I think that he's done a okay job at, asking for forgiveness yeah in his like stand-up special and whatever 
And I, but I was convinced that Master of None was not coming back. I yeah, thought, me too. You know, he did three great seasons or two great seasons. Yeah, and, you know, like, good for him. But, like, we're never going to see this again. And for me, I was like, season two was some of the best, like, TV I've ever seen. Yeah. Excellent. Cinematically, story-wise, like, character-driven, like, brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I was like, and I would tell Michael, I'm like, I would rather just leave it at that. Versus them coming back with something that would, like, would just serve the purpose of, like, closing a chapter. Yeah. And then they released it. And I'm grateful there wasn't a lot about what the season was going to be about. But fuck me up, fam. That was such a great season. Excellent. Como se llama ella? Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. Oh, my God amazing performance writing and i did love and like it's so cool that aziz you know he wrote with her and directed every episode and and he didn't give his character a lot like yeah i'm glad that when we did see him it was you know good for the scene but like it, but it, it was maintenance for the character, for, like, Lena's character. Exactly. And it was maintenance for, like, I do exist. Um, and it addressed other things that happen in adult relationships yeah. where you just sort of, like, you get married and sometimes you fall out, you know, fall out of touch with your friends. And, yeah. you know, and, and it, it just, like, I'm glad they used his absence as another layer and opportunity Yep. To talk about a topic, but also to add a layer to Lena Waithe's character that mm-hmm. is, you know, compounding all of these other issues that they're having in in, in the story. Okay. Cool. Ghosts. <laughs> but great. Yeah. Um the the thing that like <coughs> Ma'am. Okay. Do you want to go out? Let's go. <coughs> yep. You just you gotta love dogs. Um, the thing that, like, Michael and I kept kind of laughing about was, it was very, like, <clears throat> pretentious filming, all right? Oh, 100%. It's, like, 35 millimeter, 4 by 3 situation. <laughs> I was like, okay, Ansees, like, pop off. Pop off. I loved it. I loved, oh, I like, these... Slow, beautiful scenes, like... Like static cameras in the corner of the room. Very European. Very European. And as as uh, my friends, not really, of my favorite YouTube channel, Cinefix, would say, it's very uh, Tarkovsky-esque. You know, <laughs> just slow and just beautiful countryside. <laughs> oh my god, and the sets, the that sets. cottage, though. I kept looking around my house and being like, where can I install wood beams? <laughs> Just like wood beams everywhere. Uh, what a cozy little cottage. And I love that so much happens in that cottage. Yep. Beautiful. Everything beautiful. The set design, beautiful. The costumes are great. Like The script was phenomenal. Uh, Just. Like, it's like a story that I feel is going to like stick. For a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned something when I was watching it. Um, uh, it felt very relatable. I did wish I, like, as I was watching it, I was wishing that I had watched it with you. 
Especially because I was sending you voice memos and crying on them. <laughs> like, this is so sad. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not ready. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, I hope more people will watch it because I haven't spoken to anybody else who has watched it or even remembers the show, if I'm honest. Yeah. I feel you. I can't believe it's been four years yeah. since season two. Four years? It could, it could even be longer. That's insane. Like, really, it's not... Oh my god, I just, sorry, it's because <clears throat> I had the butcher's wife open on my IMDb. I just real, I just remembered that Robin is Jane McCabe in Veep. Yes! Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. what a good character. Yes. Uh, master of none. Uh, season two, season Saison. Saison. Yeah, uh, almost five years. Goodness gracious. What is time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent television. Excellent storytelling. Um, it, it, if you're going to watch it out there um, and you're, say, a woman or um, a woman in their 30s who is, I don't know, planning a family or mm-hmm. whatever and going through all of that this is a season about a lot of that yeah um so trigger warning there's definitely a lot of topics that are covered around fertility and about conception and stuff so um yeah and r- romantic relationships a hundred percent yeah uh-huh. and the effect that you know like of the effect of growing a relationship mm-hmm. and um and yeah, so just fair warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, what? Uh... And last week we watched the Friends reunion. We did. That was delightful. Which was part of the reason why we didn't have an episode. Yep. Last mm-hmm. week was because we were too busy just watching that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. And then talking about it yeah. there. Oh, it was so good. Oh my god, have has have any of you watched it yet? Please do. It is so good. Yeah. It was such a great tribute. I think they really did a great job. Like, they made it fun. It didn't feel, like, dry and weird. Like, they made it interesting. They had, like, cool little games. And it was just so light and sweet. Mm -hmm. And famously now, we know that Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer had crushes on each other for the first few seasons. Yeah. They were like two ships passing in the night. <laughs> I heard him say that. <laughs> that was like, kill me. <laughs> I love when people use that phrase, two ships passing in the night. All I think about is Caesar. Every time. <laughs> Without fail. Without fail, it's all I think about. Oh, God. I know. Just two ships passing but, in the night. Man, it was such a good reunion. It's everything I could have asked for. I mean, short of, like, an episode, I really was hoping they would have filmed, like, some weird... Yeah. But I'm grateful they didn't, because everything else felt really, like, organic and mm-hmm. sweet. They all look very old. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler. I know. Matthew no, but... Perry, yeah. Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> dad. He is... Yeah. He's a dad. He wore comfortable shoes, like... <laughs> he made all the dad jokes. And they were all funny. They were... All great. He, he had dad so pranks. 
it was oh he was so great when he came out in the in his costume the all the oh, Chandler's yeah. all of Chandler's clothes oh man ah. yeah oh and they had such a great like stud like they brought back a lot of the guest stars and mm-hmm. stuff except except Paul Rudd but we'll forgive it yeah I guess they couldn't afford him yeah I'm assuming they couldn't afford Paul Rudd anymore yeah. but they did bring back what like Janice Gunther. They brought back um, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, if they could afford Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Reese, but she also has a contract with HBO, so it makes sense oh, that true. they would find a way to drag her into it. True. But, yeah. I think I might watch it again this weekend. Oh. Just like at a moment. Like, you, like you, needed, you needed the push, and now here you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... You, 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 we, we didn't talk about it, but you mentioned it before we were, we started recording. Yeah. And yes, I do want to talk about Ellie Kemper. (laughs) (laughs) Or as I keep seeing her being called as Ellie KKK Kemper. Oh my God. Or what is she, the queen of beauty and love or whatever? Of true, I think it's true beauty. Yeah. Queen of true beauty and And love. love. Yes. The Veiled Nosegabinga. The Veiled Prophets. The Veiled Prophets. So where did you see it? So like most things nowadays, I first saw it on TikTok. Me too. Where that girl who I think is from Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love her. (laughs) I love her too. But I saw hers where she was like, this isn't real. (laughs) And I read that and I immediately went on Google. (laughs) I was like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not her. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then it just turned, I'm sure for you too, it turned into like a rabbit hole of who the fuck are these people? What the fuck is this tradition? Why? Oh my god, here's the newspaper. Have you seen like what they wear at the things? Yes. It's terrifying. They're horrific. Oh my god. So long story short, if you haven't seen it, um, so the the so things have been circling about about Ellie Kemper, um from from like what, nineteen ninety nine or something like that? Like she was like a freshman in college mm-hmm. at the time. And I guess in in St. Louis there is a long standing, like centuries old tradition mm-hmm. um, called uh, the Veiled Prophets. They uh, I guess it carries its origins in like trade. It, it it basically it's like a weird like parade debutante. Yeah, I feel like that's the equivalent ceremony. to it, like the debutante. Yeah situation yeah it's basically like they get like the the highest paid like the most influential men in the town at that Mm -hmm. time they put veils on them Mm -hmm. and then they declare um you know they send invitations to Mm -hmm. all the local deputants and then they the council of veiled prophets will decide upon those whom they've invited to bring on as the princess or the queen of beauty, mm-hmm. queen of true beauty and whatever. 
and uh, one year Ali Kemper was chosen, and like you get to be in a parade, mm-hmm. and you go and you have there's like a party, it's a debutante ball. Yep, but like, but like, spoiler, <laughs> all of the veiled prophets are white. Yes, yes. Though, I did read that it took them until like the seventies. Yeah, it was like nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, to admit three black uh, influential influential men. Mm-hmm. But it was for the very long, very very long time, a white only situation, mm-hmm. and uh, and there were quite a number of ties and and um thingies that resembled and had shared in, uh, kkk <laughs> it was a lot of kkk yeah, 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 yeah like so some of the like videos that have come up for me on my tiktok were people that like talk about that at some point right like the kkk was like banned from missouri Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how you have the veiled prophets. So it was like their version of that, mm-hmm. but just with like rich, influential people of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. and Ellie Kemper was chosen, um, and her father, because her father was like the the president or the CEO of um one of the banks. Yeah. So. As of today, I haven't seen that she's come out with a statement on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not funny, but hilarious. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to. I don't think I don't. I I don't. I refuse to believe that Ellie Kemper is like this racist. Um, but this is. Yeah, it's a little alarming. It's a little alarming, and but you know, not I'm not I'm not gonna I don't want to add too many comments because I'm sure more information is gonna come out. And I don't want to yeah. like lean in any direction, but but all I will say is I don't know what I'll say. I feel like I feel like it's just it's almost as easy as like your dad is super rich. And they say, you want to be at this party and be the queen? And you say, do I? Right? I feel like that's the route yeah. that her PR is going to take. Um, but... Because <laughs> it's one of those things where, like... If it is a racist institution... Right? And this comes out now after you've been famous for so long. Mm-hmm. You can't deny it. Exactly. You can't just gloss over it. Like, your father... Like, you... If your father was part of it, chances are that, like, your grandfather was a part of it. Etc. Etc. Which is like, okay, so... You just have to kind of acknowledge what it is, you know? Well, there's, um, so there are some new articles that have come out in the past, like, four hours. One by the New York Post that's called The Burning of Ellie Kemper Shows We're Living in a Modern-Day Salem Witch Trial, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. But I do want to read this one first from BuzzFeed (laughs) instead. Obviously. 
Always BuzzFeed. Yeah, so BuzzFeed released an article four hours ago. So we're going to read it together. Uh, the headline is, An activist infiltrated the Veiled Prophet Ball in the 70s. Here's what she thinks of the Ellie Kemper controversy. Um, Jane Sauer, 83. I guess, you know, BuzzFeed tried real hard to find somebody who's been there. Um, how long is this article? It feels long. Okay, I'm not going to yeah, go too long. It usually is. Uh, the day after the Veiled Prophet crowned the Queen of Love and Beauty on December 23rd, 1972, uh, did not entirely focus like it usually did on the new queen. Instead, Jane Sauer and Gina Scott made headlines as the two activists from the Action Council to Improve Opportunities for Negroes, who had infiltrated the exclusive ball in St. Louis and managed to unmask... Oh, I read about this! They managed to unmask the mysterious Veiled Prophet as top Monsanto... Ex, uh, executive. So I did read about not this. I read about this story mm-hmm. um, in my uh, um, uh, rabbit hole. Uh, so she's now an 83 year old artist, and their headline grabbing protest prompted St. Louis residents to begin questioning the powerful, secretive, and private organization of the area's wealthiest elite, uh, white elites, that was endorsed by the city, which had long excluded black and Jewish people. So there is some interesting, I, maybe I'll mention it here. There was like, I think she was invited and she brought like a Jewish guy with her as like, yeah, a, like as, as a statement, but also as like a tongue in cheek, like, fuck you. I'm going to bring course. what I want. Uh, so she said they do some charitable things to look better, but they had done nothing as an organization to address systemic racism. They're still in the, they are still the power seat of the city. Um, Kemper, who comes from a wealthy and well-connected family in St. Louis, became a trending topic over Memorial Day weekend when users resurfaced photos of her being crowned the Queen of Love and Beauty at the 1999 uh, Veiled Prophet Ball. Uh, Here she is, looking very veiled and prophety. While some Twitter users falsely branded her a KKK princess and demanded an explanation, many others felt that she should not have to answer for a 20-year-old event put on by an organization that had moved on from its racist past. Uh, Kemper's re- uh, representatives did not return a request for comment and she has not addressed the issue yet. Uh, I don't, so, so this woman says, I don't think she's entirely to blame. I definitely don't, but I would personally love for her to make a statement and would love to know what is in her head, uh, what was in her head at the time. Um, many people online who derided the, uh, derided, derided? The coverage of Kemper's past as so-called cancel culture were also inclined to downplay the Veiled Prophet's racist and elitist uh, origins. Um, basically, they're like, uh, so, okay, uh, who continued her political activism through her art? She brought about how new how people are only talking about it now and paying attention to, hold on, only started talking about and paying attention to the 1921 Tulsa massacre, despite the fact that those who committed the crimes aren't alive today. Mm. We're turning over those stones and looking underneath them to understand what happened, and we're hopefully trying to learn from our history. Uh, she says that Kemper came from a privileged and wealthy family like those who belong to the Veiled Organization. Being crowned the Queen of Love and Beauty at the ball was a rite of passage for girls belonging at St- to St. Louis families like Kemper's. While Sour said she does not believe Kemper was entirely blameless for participating in the Veiled Prophet Ball, given, that, given its racist history, had been widely written about by then. And the changes to the organization were merely cosmetic. She acknowledged that Kemper was a product of the environment. Yeah. Which, 
Yeah. Being presented at the ball as a young woman was like looking forward to your 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she probably just accepted that as part of her life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, before she became involved, uh, Sauer thought the Veiled Prophet Ball and Parade were simply an attraction for the residents of St. Louis at the time when there weren't many community activities and events. And that it was only after she joined Action, founded by one of St. Louis's most prominent civil rights activists, Percy Green II, she learned of the organization's discriminatory and elitist practices and the economic impact it had on the city. So I'm just trying to skip through because it's long. Um... Sauer said she and Scott, who, oh, Gina Scott, were given tickets to the ball by members of the Veiled Prophet sympathetic to the action's cause. They entered the event dressed in their finest gowns and wondered how best to disrupt the event, she recalled. They then decided on just throwing anti-Veiled Prophet leaflets into the crowd when Scott saw a power cable hanging from a balcony to the stage where the Veiled Prophet stood, Sauer said. Scott asked, which one of us wants to go down the cable? Sauer said with a laugh. She was young. She was younger and athletic and was not, and I was not. So I said, you go down the cable. <laughs> Sauer then used the leaflets to distract the attendees on the main floor below while Scott slid down from the cable, which snapped just as she was landing, causing her to break a few ribs. Mm, but fun. Scott managed to yank off the veiled prophet's veil for a few seconds before he rushed to put it back on. The, the police arrested both Scott and Sauer and escorted them off the scene. And the Veiled Prophet didn't press any charges. Um, and the, it took place 40 minutes before the new queen was being crowned. So, wow. Yeah. I Also, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know why anyone has to truly hide their identity. Especially for something that's already, like, it's a private organization. Yeah. It's weird. It's all really weird. I I I think it's really a I I think it's just very complicated. I do not um I would not want to be Ellie Kemper's PR team right now. Mhm. Um because like I don't know what approach makes sense. Like you could take the approach of like Ellie Kemper, you know, has always been uh you know, an activist for you know, gay rights and, you know, black rights and has, you know, donated all this money Mm -hmm. and whatever, which could work, but is also kind of aggressive. Um, They could just sit in silence and not, you know, and just hope that it just like blows over, Um, which I feel like is what's really going to happen. Yeah. Or Ellie Kemper is going to come out and be like, yeah, I did this when I was 19 and you know, I knew it was wrong and I know now how wrong it is and I'm going to spend my time now like donating and yeah. volunteering my time and you know, whatever PR or whatever. Yeah, whatever they recommend for her to do. Uh, but they'll probably do that in like, I mean, she should really answer it to so- it, it sooner, but she doesn't have to. But can we just talk about how her face has not changed at all in 20 years? At all. Uh No, that was uh, so. Yeah, the New York Post is based. It's a. It's an opinion piece. We'll see. We'll see what comes from it. But I was definitely like, man, out of all the people that could have had a scandal, I was not ready for this one. No, I wasn't. 
No, neither. Not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, but did it wake me up this? Yes, it did wake yeah. me up this mm-hmm. morning, ma'am. I yeah. uh, it was like a shot of coffee, and then the best part was 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 you you know Gabe was already in here and I'm in there and me going Ellie Kemper's the KKK <laughs> and him going I'm sorry what because like how do you explain like that was my headline of like. She was this. My God. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's a wild news story. It is. I can't wait to see what else comes out. Me either. Should be equally exciting. Uh, let me see if I find some fun, like, Florida news. Which I probably won't because there was, like, a million shootings this yeah, weekend. Yeah, there was eight. There was that eight. That came out. Oh my God! Or that and, we know of, brother. Yeah, of what we know. My so my neighbor, um, who's over here, mm-hmm. texts Gabe, or no, calls Gabe on like I think it was Sunday or Monday. I think it was I think it was Sunday. Calls Gabe and is like, "Did you?" It was Monday, and I was because I was playing the uh, vampire. Yeah, and she's like, "Did you hear those gunshots?" And Gabe is like, "That's what that was, gunshots." And she's like, yeah, it's from over the hedge, like, in the other community. I heard, like, six gunshots. And, like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going outside. Like, just letting you know, you know. And Gabe, like, so I'm here playing vampire. And then Gabe, uh, Gabe, like, sneaks in and, like, stands over here. And he's like, check your phone. And, and whatever, he's freaking out. And I'm like, you know, let's let's relax like mm-hmm. you know and i mean i i'm here i could look out the window if i we don't know their gunshots like yeah well let's wait and see if i see any sirens gunshots and uh fireworks tend to sound a lot alike precisely so yes we so finally i'm like you know i didn't see any sirens or i didn't see any like lights i haven't heard any sirens i think we're in the clear we go to bed and i hear more pop 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 and me and Gabe just have like the worst night's sleep ever. You of know? course. And then the next day, I'm telling him, like, cause he's like, my God. Because he like called Sasha and was yeah. like, Sasha, lock your doors. Told me about it, about that. And, and he's like, I'll, I'll protect us all and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I haven't like seen a single cop car. I find it really difficult to believe that. And mm-hmm. no one called the police. And I'm looking at him like, it was probably fireworks. You know that, right? It was probably fireworks. Yeah. And it hadn't even occurred to him. It hadn't even like crossed his mind. It was like, no. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of fireworks in our area that day. Um. Yeah, that, uh, it was like right after the 4th of July, a couple, I think it was either last year or the year before, and I hear, like, the pop, 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 pop. And I was like, oh, man, someone's, like, throwing fireworks. And Michael's like, no, no, those are gunshots. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're fireworks. He's like, no, they're gunshots, so don't go outside. And that's when it dawned on me that they, like, sound almost identical. Um, but I also learned that, like, something that tends to happen in my neighborhood is that for celebrations, 
some people will like let out a couple rounds mm-hmm. and it is terrifying oh and you went to like a neighbor a neighborhood like like a house party or something like a barbecue yeah mm-hmm. how was that that was nice but we only like stopped by for a couple of minutes because it was like he told us when we had already like kind of committed to to other things and this one was like smacked up in the middle of the day so we were just kind of like we just came by to say hi and we met like some of his family which was nice and then he was like oh yeah whenever you see something happening over here just feel free to like come by and i was like oh my god <laughs> i'm officially part of this neighborhood <laughs> so that that's really sweet. great yeah 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 oh god what oh, they should all die Wait, Florida man stand your ground defense rejected in iguana killing. Did he like blow it up? He probably shot at an iguana and then, Gross. and then like people reported it and he's like, I was standing my ground against the iguana. It was Gross. either me or the iguana. Look at that gross ass iguana though. I know, but they're everywhere. My God, they really are. Recounts hour-long swim to shore. I'm trying to find something funny, but it's hard. No, this wasn't a weekend where, like, super funny thing. Glitter spread across campus at Florida High School. Ooh. Oh, it's probably, like, one of those high... Uh, like a senior sp- prank. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you hear? About... Oh, my God, yeah, about this. <clears throat> so there's, like... This creepy-ass school in Florida... Which, which, where in Florida? It's like northern Florida. Uh, yeah, some, yeah. Some creepy school, uh, decided to take it upon themselves to digitally alter the clothing of their, of the girls. And yeah, of like, the women. Like, to make them more modest, but like, really, compared to what? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, so, one of you decided... That these bodies are sexual bodies of these young girls, of these girls, not even young ones, these girls, and then go ahead and Photoshop them to, like, I guess, make you feel better for possibly being a pedophile? I don't understand. I, I don't either. Like, and you see some of the uh, some of the changes that they made and you're like, really? Like, this, this deserved your time? She has arms. <laughs> it's absurd. But yeah, like, oh my god, look at this one! Look at this one! Yeah. Oh my god, they didn't even try. They just, like, duplicated the fabric and brought it across her chest. that I did hear is that, like, um, I think the swim team, some of the members did it, like, took their photos without a shirt on. So talk about a double standard. It's ridiculous. Because boobs, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. This is ridiculous. It's dumb. Uh, I'm still trying to... Yeah, nothing funny really nothing happened. Nothing funny happened lately. Oh. Well, they'll be back to it next week. Because Florida, guess. you know? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. You want a funny story? Did you see the video of the woman, I think? Was she in Australia? So her dogs are outside, and this bear starts, like, trying to get them. And she came outside and, like, punched and pushed the bear out and saved her dogs. And really? it's all caught on tape. What? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, that's brave. Mm-hmm. People are brave. It would have taken Callie 100%. Yeah. I would have been like, ooh! <laughs> oh, my God! 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. But you know what? That, 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 that's, that's a lady. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I wish that there was more funny. There's really nothing funny. Um, uh, stabbed a woman who wouldn't have sex with him for $5,000. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's all. That's all we got for today. Yeah. It's been fun. We we, we put up a lot of recommendations for we television. Did. And we did. Distraction. And movies. I mean, honestly, The Butcher's Wife, just watch it. You know, um, I just, Demi Moore's wig in this movie is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's just not a color-founded nature. At all. No, but she does a great job being barefoot in New York and, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's great, and it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. If you have Amazon, If you have Prime, give it a shot. Yep. You won't be disappointed. And watch Army of the Dead. Oh my God, so yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, and a quiet place too. And Master of Men. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Summertime, baby. Yeah. And Veep, if you have, if you really, really. Yeah. Just watch that before you're like going to sleep or whatever, whenever in the day. But it's a good, uh, just a good winding down show. Definitely. But yeah. Take care. Oh, you can always follow us um, on Instagram. Uh, if you want to keep up with what we're up to, you can follow us on Instagram at Baby Lambs Podcast. You can go to our Twitter. We're not really there, but it's Baby Lambs PCast. You can email us at babylambspodcast at gmail.com. Let mm-hmm. us know if you watch these movies, if you enjoyed them, if you if you have any other movie recommendations, because like The Butcher's Wife, Slam Dunk. Yeah. If you got any more of those, you could send them our way. We'll probably watch them. Um, but otherwise, we're here every Friday, and we we look forward to bringing you a ne- another episode very soon. Wait, wait! What? You know what we didn't talk about what? that that swing time, swing time, swing time. The one that we watched with Fred Astaire and the Black. Oh, face. swing time! We did it! Oh no! <laughs> you know what? That we watched with. We, we can only deal with one racist thing at a time. Okay, true. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True, true. So that's what we, we should talk about. We'll talk about that next episode. Swing time. Yep. Kick you it. should watch it. Yeah, sure. It's on HBO Max. It is. It's, it's a bit, it is a, it is a time spent. Uh-huh, yep. Anyway. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Baby Lambs Podcast. Artwork created by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on Instagram at Janabelle Art, or you can follow her studio at Studio Nami Tattoo. Music created by Daniel LaCosta and produced by Sunset Studios Miami. You can follow them on their Instagram at Sunset Studios Miami. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Babylands Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Babylands PCast or Babylands Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle, Baby Lambs Podcast, or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.